Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Get Better podcast. I'm Nicolo Canciani, and today I'm joined by one of my closest friends, Nick Gurley. Nick is a businessman, an outdoorsman, and a world traveler. In this episode, we discuss the importance of getting out of the everyday cycle, grounding ourselves in nature, as well as our search for purpose, self-reflection, and gratitude. Thanks for joining the Get Better podcast. So... Uh, how was your first cold plunge? Interesting to say the least. <laughs> and right now my body feels like it's still trying to like get back to normal. Like yeah. I've, I'll feel the air from the fan over here and it's like, who? Yeah. 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 Like, and I started to itch a little, just a little bit as mm-hmm. I think as my body started to warm back up yeah. and at the very beginning when I got in, I, I mean, it, it did every bit of take the breath away from me. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think I'm going to end up buying one. It's I think awesome. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I mean, that it was fun. I feel, I think last time I came over and we did this, I was like yawning the whole time. And mm-hmm. it was just around the same time. It yeah. woke me right up, even though I wasn't really that tired, but sitting down and just kind of hanging out after you work out hard and everything else. And then doing something like that. Cause yeah. I, I probably won't do it in the morning. Right. I get to, I get started too early. So mm-hmm. I won't, I won't do it in the morning, but I'll do it as I, as I called calm down after I work out and stuff yeah. like that. I think that'll be, my best bet. Cause I, I don't, I, even though it does wake you up, I think it's going to do the opposite in the afternoon. Not that it's going to make you tired, but it's going to not going to wake you up enough. Like it would in the morning. If right. that makes any sense. It does makes you feel like your, your body just kind of got calm really. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, I'm going to start playing around with, um, uh, you know, I've been li- listening a lot to Andrew Huberman and he talks about all kinds of like morning routines and, and shit like that. And uh, they were talking about how short cold exposure before a workout mm-hmm. will like boost your performance and everything. So I'm going to start trying to do basically one minute in the cold plunge, then go do my workout in my garage and everything. There you go. And then after the full workout, do my 10, 10 minutes, minutes. Yep. to like, you know, cool everything down, get all that great and, you know, you know, inflammatory right. control and everything. Yeah, what is that? What kind of acid is that that builds up in your the body? Lactic, the lactic, lactic acid. acid. Yeah. yeah. See, if, I mean, you know, because like I was telling you earlier, I got bad ankles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm hoping, I mean, my ankle feels already feels better now than it did before when I got in. And it was already, it was swollen up a little bit and stuff like that. And I got to go play football tomorrow. So, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, right now we started the day off with a cold plunge which I had never done before. And it was amazing. And, uh, you know, now I'm already thinking about spending money on a cold plunge. (laughs) And, you know, then, you know, you and I talked about going, like we, we haven't done it in a little bit, which we need to get back to, but get going and meeting once a month or, and, and kind of just talking about life. And, you know, we saw each other on the same path, especially after going to the river together, Yeah, you know, Okay, that sounds a little weird when you just <laughs> with say other it with people, no with context. other people. There's other yeah. people there. But uh, you know, going there, fishing, hunting, doing manly things and just kind of hanging out and yeah. being with nature. And then uh, you know, uh, and and then I think you got me into cuz now we went out and bought glass. Hell right? yeah. So we went out and bought glass. We don't use the plastic as much and I've told Jessica to stop buying the plastic and you know, she still buys some of it, you know, but we've taking the little uh, steps to go to mm-hmm. glass rather than plastic and recycling. And yep. now I, I will say this, I've gotten away from the, the uh, water bottles. Mm-hmm. I still use my hydro 
mug or whatever that thing is. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. So I still use that, but yeah. outside, of, uh, uh, that's the only real plastic thing that I ever drink out of. So, sure. which I should probably change over because every time I wash it, it, I'm just afraid I'm going to drop it if it's anything. Right. Well, I guess I could buy something steel, a which stain, I do have a steel. Yeah. yeah, I do have stainless steel mm-hmm. mug, so I could probably change over to that. But, yeah. you know, just the things that we've broken down, even over like what, the last year, not yeah, even not maybe. Even. Yeah. yeah. So last six months, maybe. And just trying to change and be better. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I want to get back out to the river yeah. and, uh, instead of staying at the houseboat, mm-hmm. just go get in our boat, get in my boat and we'll just go down river somewhere Yep. and just, just clean up, clean a spot out and, yep. and stay there for the set up a little uh, set up two tents little yeah set up a little I have my hammock out there yeah so yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, I got I got a couple of hammocks so you just gonna you have go. to show me how to how to set it up the Nick Canziani way so I have I have I have an extra um, under quilt that I oh, keep okay. warm overnight yeah. yeah which honestly I mean the right now we wouldn't need it whatsoever <laughs> that tent would be absolutely unbearable yeah. It would yeah. be unbearable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, get out there. I wonder if that's something you and I can do maybe over the summer. Absolutely. Because especially we got, uh, um, we both have bug nets. Yeah. So get that because, you know, the bugs are going to be that, terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. but if we can do something like that, set up a, a tarp and get out there and start camping just for a, a long weekend or something like that. Fuck yeah. And then, but don't bring any food. Ooh, just fish and hunt. Fish and hunt. Dude, like, I'm down. You know, I'm the, the prop, the only problem I can fast for five days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the, the only problem would be the, the, in the summertime is obviously not like any kind of hunting season. Oh, so yeah. we, we'd be limited there, but for hogs, right? Hogs, hogs all year well, round. So they, they are <laughs> Good luck though, but it's management area over there. So if oh. you're in the management area, they do shut it down in certain parts of the really? year. Oh, yeah. Sucks. And plus you, you kind of have to be careful when you eat hogs there in the summertime. Oh, whatever though. They I mean, too, they, fine. So we'll fish. Yeah. So we'll fish a little bit and mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah. I'm no, fucking down. I, I, I mean, it's only I mean, a few days at a time. So yeah. whatever. I'll eat fish for three, four days. Yeah. I mean, we, I've, I've eaten <laughs> I'm from Venice. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've eaten more fish for breakfast than most people have eaten fish in their life. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, we eat fish for breakfast all the time. Not at uh, my yeah. house now. Well, yeah. But when I was living with my parents, we, <laughs> yeah. we did. Jessica, I, I, if I said, I'm making fish. He'd, she'd be like, it's eight. Like, <laughs> it's 8 a.m. Yeah. What are we eating fish for? Dude, that's what I love about I Japanese. Said, I'm eating fish. Yeah. I didn't say you were eating fish. Japanese breakfast was great for that. Oh, yeah. It'd be like these runny eggs with white rice and then like smoked fish of different kind or yes. like whatever. Like I don't even remember. I don't know what it was because I don't speak Japanese. Right. <laughs> but wherever we were, like it was just... There's a lot of seafood in that breakfast. Um, it's good. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I love I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, so we got to plan that out. Yeah. Just me and you. Yeah. But like you were saying though, about, you know, not, um, not, uh, you know, going completely off of plastics or right. not going all the way with this. I don't think that matters because the way I see it, I'm going to kind of neutralize the the problems, let's say, in my house as much as possible, right? right? I'm going to drink the best water I can drink in my house because that's the water that I drink 90% of the time, right? Right. The food is as disconnected from plastic as can be, or at the very least, plastic 
no plastic that gets heated, right? So nothing that's left outside in the sun, right. nothing that goes in the microwave. In fact, I try to use the microwave as little as possible, yep. especially when it comes to plastics, you know? And then even when we buy stuff that's wrapped in plastic, like, okay, if it was just fresh, like like certain, you know, certain vegetables will come like, um, like shrink wrapped in plastic. Like, right. that's all right. I mean, it's, I mean, well, shrink wrap is probably worse because it gets heated to shrink. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like just generally, if we just minimize as much as possible, then that'll give you the room, the wiggle room to, you know, like when you go out to, you know, dinner with some friends and you're at this right. random restaurant and you got the plastic water cup and your plastic straw, like, okay, well, I've at least minimized my exposure to it so much that this is going to be so minimal that it won't even affect me right. nearly as much. And I think that that's, that's something, that's a goal that I, that I want to kind of try to get people to focus on a little bit more. I heard on, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking to someone uh, that was trying to, I think it was like a vegan or something like that. And they're trying to, to or maybe just vegetarian or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, they're both weird, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, but like they made a great point. They said, you know, there's a, there's a, the, the problem they were trying to solve is the issues that come with factory farming, right. Or factory right. farm or, or, or not just factory farming, but you know, mass, uh, you know, cattle and all this stuff, whatever, like right. ton, ton of terrible stuff. Okay. Well, it's really fucking hard to convince any meat eater to say no more fucking meat, right? You're going to get what half a percent of the population that'll get on board with, okay, no more meat. But then they were saying like, okay, how much of an impact could we have on the environmental factors if we just get everyone to commit like, hey, can you like do three meals a week with no meat? I think that's a reasonable thing. And if, and you can get, you could probably get half of the population with enough traction. You could probably get half of the population to go three meals less a week without, you know, bacon and fucking whatever that you name it, right? Like you could probably pull that off. Now, how much more of an impact is going to be three less meals a week for 50% of the populations compared to zero meat right. all day, every day for half a percent. I think the impact is bigger. If you just take the more reasonable route and say like, sure. Hey man, maybe don't have a steak every day of the week. Right. Yeah. Maybe one steak dinner on a Saturday. Is you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, You're like, yeah. Hey, maybe go hunt for your own meat once in a while. I'm not saying you got to be like, you know, Joe Hick Hunter every fucking day, you know, you're doing whatever the fuck or like your dad, yeah. you know, that just lives <laughs> in the fucking yeah, I was say like, Gene. I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> I have a great example here. Your father, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to live in the woods and just always hunt for everything. Like, but you can take a page from his book and say, Hey, maybe once in a while, you know, you get with yeah. a friend of yours who is a hunter and you say, you know what? I'm going to get me a deer and that's going to feed my family the protein that we need right. for a few months. So my parents, so growing up, I didn't even know what beef was. <laughs> it's just straight venison. It was straight. It was straight venison the Hell entire yeah. time. And which to, I'm going to be honest here. Didn't even know that it was called venison. <laughs> just deer. It was deer. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. They'd be like, Oh, you're eating venison. And I'm like, Nope. It's don't know what that is. What is that? Something you get up North? I mean, like, yeah. no, from down here, yeah. we call it. Deep. You having poultry? No, yeah. Having no. chicken. chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. So, uh, I mean, so I didn't even know what beef was. We never had it right. ever, ever until I moved out when I was 18. And I was like, I mean, what the hell? I mean, how do I even get this? Like what? 
how do I find it? I don't see ground <laughs> deer yeah. anywhere. Like all yeah, I yeah, see yeah. is ground beef. What is this? Right. I mean, obviously I knew that right. beef was steak and all of this, but when we went to like, we made lasagna, we made spaghetti, we made all these different like meals, meatloaf, all, all deer. deer meat. It was oh, all deer. Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was all deer. And I mean, so uh, like now my dad will go out and he'll hunt and try to shoot, you know, however many deer it takes for them to have deer all winter mm-hmm. throughout the entire, or well, throughout the rest of the winter mm-hmm. and then all summer long until the next hunting season. Yeah. So by the end of it, his freezer is full as could be right now. Right. And then he'll ask some of the people like in our family, Hey, do you want a deer? Do you want to go in halves? Do you want this? So they can have Mm -hmm. deer meat as well. So it all depends on how at least some sausage is always the excess of sausage with spare meat. So, but now he's doing a lot of just, it's just all ground, all ground, which obviously throw a little bit of ground uh, beef into the deer because if sure, yeah, a little more fat. Yeah. yeah. You need a little bit of that fat. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. The only, the only problem is this, and I, and maybe this is just more of conspiracy theories than anything, <laughs> okay. but you know, you sit there, not you, but like <laughs> vegetarians and vegans and stuff like that. Talk about, you know, what it would take to calm that kind of stuff down. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that even vegetables right now, yeah, the things that you want that you have to kill to keep the vegetables, like they're right. killing deer every single day. Yeah. Thousands of them. Yeah even. So they're killing hogs. They're killing all these things just to keep them away from the crops so that we can eat. Yeah. So that we can eat vegetables. I mean, and then they're, I mean, honestly, all these vegetables have pesticides on them because they have to, or they're going to get eaten. The crops are going to get eaten by pests. So really there's really nothing, nothing that's out there. That's really that healthy. Right. I mean, that you're supposed to really be consuming for sure. Yeah. And I, because I think, I think, you know, the ideal place that we end up in you know, in a, in a, in the utopia that I would envision is that we eat off the land that we live on more. Sure. Not entirely. We will never, we'll never hit that mark of like, we only eat what's grown within, you know, the, your half acre, 20 miles. Like that's all (laughs) all you get. Like, you you know, this neighbor, you know, he's got the eggs and this guy's got the vegetables. And I'm trying to get Jessica to let me have some chickens. I want chickens. That'd be so I want chicken. Even though I have like a lawn, like I have zoysia grass and they would absolutely destroy it. (laughs) I'm like, listen, uh, we have neighbors that have uh, chickens that will fly over (sighs) into our yard. And I'm like, and I keep them. I I will. (laughs) I, I sat there, I walked outside and I saw it and I went, you know what? The next time, and I said this out loud. Jessica was behind me. I wasn't really talking. I was talking to her, but I was talking mm-hmm. loud enough so that anybody right. could hear me. The next time this So chicken, you were talking. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and the next time this chicken comes over, I'm keeping it. This chicken is yeah. now going to be mine. Yeah. I mean, in that neighborhood, even though I live right next to people, I don't have any. I mean, we're not on like a huge lot or or, yeah. or whatever or farm or anything like that. But we have had turkeys. Oh, wow. We have had, I mean, plenty of cats, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's a neighborhood. But- chickens. Mm-hmm. I mean, just rabbits everywhere. I could live off of the things that I could kill right in my, in, in my neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> that are just wandering around. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just a normal neighborhood. I'm like, uh, you walk outside and let the dog out and it's chasing a, t- a chicken and yeah. it's chasing a turkey and it's perched up on my boat. I'm like, what is happening right <laughs> now? <laughs> Am I in the sticks? Yeah. Maybe. And I'll say this as well, because, uh, you know, people go to you know, here locally, like Gandy's and food mm-hmm. marts and yeah. fresh uh, seafood markets and stuff like that. Yep. And which is great. Mm-hmm. But typically a lot of that stuff is caught through nets. 
Yeah. And it's all basically farmed. I mean, basic, I mean, kind of, uh, you can look at it any kind of way you want to, but it's all people running nets behind their boat and then catching them. They're not really like, it's not a sport. Right. I mean, it's, they're just doing, and and I'm not saying that you should only eat through sport and and killing things yourself. I'm not saying that, but you know, there's something, my freezer right now is full of fish, Mm -hmm. full of fish. And because I like to fish. Right. And I like to think that if, if we ran out of money or something like that, that I couldn't buy anything. Mm -hmm. It's proteins taken care of. Exactly. It's nice to know that I can go out and fish and go Mm -hmm. catch. And, but there's also something about when you go out and you catch a snapper or you catch a redfish or or trout or bass or whatever you, whatever you're going after catfish, really. Um, When you're sitting down and it's on your plate and you're eating it, there's something about it. Yeah. Well, how do you feel when you walk to the store and buy a steak? Yeah, it's not the same. No. Like, you're like, ooh, I get to have steak tonight. Yeah. But to me, I was like, I had to put gas in my boat. Yeah. I had to put gas in my car. I had to drive my boat out there, put it in the water, find the spot, and I had to work for that. Yeah. Dude, the, 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 some of my favorite meals ever was we go out, spearfish, oh, which yeah. even better, right? Because you're like, you're... You're, you're not hoping for a hook, right? You know, you're like, it's even better. Yeah. I'm that I'm guy. In, you legitimately, I'm going to get you, you get into their environment. Yeah. You get into their environment yeah. and then kill them mm-hmm. off of <laughs> being in. Like, I mean, that's just the, the reason I enjoy bow hunting mm-hmm. more than I enjoy a uh, uh, gun. Yeah. Because bow, I mean, you, they have to get in with on 30, 40 yards of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it, that's a good shot. Yeah. And that's, that's still at a, at a distance. It's a good so, shot. Uh, and you got to pick the spot, mm-hmm. you know, we're not allowed to bait. Right. So you don't throw corn out or anything like that. So you yeah. got to track, you got to look at their trails. You got to get, and then you get up there and you get at the top of a stand and you're waiting. And most days you don't see shit. Yep. <laughs> you don't see anything. Yep. Jessica go, you, you get something. And yep. I'm like, damn it, woman, you know, I didn't get anything. Yep. Now think, think about the reward of breath hold spear fishing. Oh. When you're going down, you know, 30, 40 feet mm-hmm. and you're just sitting. Cause when you first get down there, everything's scared and it takes a, a good, like 30 seconds to a minute before things are like, okay, what's going on over here? It's kind of calm now. So you literally just go down. If you know your little honey pot, you know, right. And you just, all right. And now you're just holding, mm-hmm. you got like, you know, a couple of minutes, yeah, right. If you're good. Which, you know, you can work yourself up. Like, I was able to get, you know, stay down for a good, like, three minutes. Right. You know, with good practice. Right now, I would probably get about 35 seconds. Uh, I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> but at 30 or 40 feet, I mean, I don't even know if my ears can handle it right now. Well, I mean, you you equalize on your way down. And what's actually good is when you go deeper, the compression of the air takes that stress out of your chest. Because when you take a deep breath... <gasps> It's a lot of tension right. holding in all that air. But as soon as you get compressed, right? When you go down 30 feet, that's one atmosphere. So that's literally compressing the gas half to half the size. I see. Okay. So you go down there and all of a sudden this feels like this. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I can kind of relax a little bit. Okay. I got time. Yeah. I got time. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling all right. And then you trust your fins anyway. Cause if you, as soon as you get the like, Oh shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're just waiting. And then you find that one that gets a little, gets a curious. little curious. Yep. I'm going to eat you tonight. Yep. And then, you know, we come back and 
Again, all excited. I mean, I'm over here like, first of all, yeah, super excited Let's go to the jetties and do that outside the jetties. Yeah. And then you come back, right. And you, you clean the fish on the spot. Yep. Someone's got the grill going. Yeah. You crack yourself a beer while you're cleaning the fish or whatever. And you mm. throw that shit on there with some salt and pepper, you know, Nothing. a little olive oil and that's it. And it's the most delicious thing you've ever had. And it's, it's that reward oh, yeah. of like, man, I caught this mother. Mm -hmm. and now we're eating it yep and they're enjoying it and they're enjoying it and i'm enjoying it you mm -hmm. know you just like grill you know grill up some veggies to go with it or something like right. that dude we used to do that in san diego with lobster we oh had, yeah we had a lobster spot oh my god now we would sometimes on rare occasions send somebody out and like hey go get a couple steaks yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're doing surfing yeah turf. surfing oh yeah oh yeah I mean, you didn't kill the, the, the cow. Didn't kill the I cow. Mean, I didn't hunt. I didn't hunt down the cow. Yeah, you know, which, by the way, which where the like fuck? Would be easy. Where are the cows? The wild cows. I don't think they're. Like, where they do exist they? Anymore. Where do they live? I don't think they exist anymore. Where would you go to hunt a cow? For real? Because you would just I've pretty talked, much walk up, right? Like I, I you could talked just to walk. Jessica about that before. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Jessica about that before because you know they. We went to Scotland and they. We were on a tour and he was talking about like how the cows there, obviously they come by a different name or whatever, but they <laughs> were huge. Harry coos. But uh, yeah. Uh, but they I mean, say cow in Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> coo. It's a coo. Harry coos. Oh God. But um, they, uh, they, they talked about how they were so much bigger. Like the okay. cows were huge. Like right. when, when natives were there and stuff like mm. they were massive cows and then they got extinct because of, I yeah, mean, people really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and they're they're not dumb, but they're they're just a cow. I mean, they don't have a way of really defending themselves. Yeah, you know. Um, but you know, I, I just I, we've talked about that before. Like, how did you know there used to be wild cows? Yeah, a yeah. wild cow just walking around and just eating grass, and you're just like, I can't even fathom what that would look like. Yeah, like, <sighs> yeah, nature. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we need to go though, man. Like it's, I think, I think that's part of kind of, kind of touch back on like we were talking about before with the whole, you know, you don't have to go to the extreme, right. To make, to make a significant impact and not just a, an impact on the environment or the world around you, but just even on yourself, you know, for example, you know, we talked about before how like, I, I, I genuinely feel like the wellness industry has a terrible marketing problem, right? Because the average person like you and me, or I, I consider us pretty average fucking dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're oftentimes not that we're put off like directly, but it just doesn't interest us necessarily to like hear about like from someone who's like a super hippie, you know, and is like all about like natural everything and blah, 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 blah. like it just, the, the way that they approach it, the, the way that it's marketed is not palatable to your average person or the lives, super rich or the super rich. Right. Exactly. Which honestly, I don't even want to take them into consideration because that's such a freaking tiny minority of the population that it's like, eh, you're not even, well, and I'm radar. not even talking about just like super rich, but just even people that are in upper class, really Rich enough because, to not care. Right. I mean, yeah. ones that can, you know, really spend a lot of money on or all organic foods right. and this and that and all this. I mean, right. You know, not everybody has that. Right. So, but okay. But to take it back, right. Like, for example, meditation, right now, luckily now we're, we're, we're getting a lot more like scientific data on like the, the great benefits of meditating and all that. But 
you know, you don't have to go down the path of like being this meditative guru or like go be a freaking yogi and like do all like, but take a page. Right. And like, Hey man, maybe once a week you just sit in silence with your thoughts for a while. You don't have to call it meditation if you don't want to, but just, Hey man, collect yourself. Like be introspective for a while. Right. Everybody in this planet can benefit from that. You don't have to go, you don't have to dress in all hemp and like have dreadlocks and smell like weed all day yeah. to be like, hey man, this is probably pretty good for you. In the same way that plastic, like, hey, you don't have to eliminate all of the plastic you ever touch or see or smell or whatever, right. but hey, just limit it. Just cut back on a little bit. Yeah, because I, I would say that what people always tend to forget is that everything that you do, if you're bettering yourself or just living life in general and just wanting to do something different, it's all a transformation, right? It's all a process. Yeah. And you know, right now, like I'm, I go to the gym. I'm not the type of person that can go to the gym three days a week and just say that I'm going to the gym right now. And that's not to say that other people can't and everything mm -hmm. else, because I get into that process where I'm like, okay, I got to hit the gym seven days a week. I've got to do this. I got it now. If I miss, I mean, that sucks. So I, I shoot for seven. Typically I get like six cause things happen and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but I, I would say that the transformation is what people forget mm -hmm. that it's, it's, you don't, come through your house and clean out everything plastic, it would legitimately be impossible. Yeah. You, this here would not be possible because half of that computer is made out of plastic. Right. Yeah, Actually, exactly. 90% yeah. of that computer is made out of plastic. <laughs> right, right. The screens, TVs, everything yeah. is made out of plastic. So yeah. there's no way to get rid of everything mm -hmm. that's going to be that. There's no way of getting rid of anything that has chemicals in it because right. everything has, even if you want to go pure organic, they have pesticides on them. It yeah. does not matter. Right. Like you're not going to be able to get rid of all of that, but you can make, uh, you can make actions, take actions uh, through those processes and, and join the transformation yeah. and, into bettering yourself. And just prioritize, just, sure. just set your priorities, you know, like, okay, plastic water bottle, that's an easy switch. Yep. Right. Um, plastic Tupperware. Hey man, for some people, it's not affordable to get rid of all your plastic Rubbermaid Tupperware and replace it with glass Tupperware. Understandable. Okay. But really, the prices aren't really that. It's not that bad, really, and they last money. longer. Yeah, right. and you can make. But you know, I'm saying you know, there, there's certain people in that can't in, afford it. Sure. Exactly. You know, like I'm not, not going to sit here and pretend that everybody can just up and change all the shit. You know, like sure. Even like I mean, I still have. We didn't throw away hardly any of the plastic, right? But now, which if you were to look into our uh, into our refrigerator, mm -hmm. the first thing we use is glass. Right. So if we yeah. have something that's glass, uh, that's clean, yeah. it's, we rarely ever use the plastic ones. Now we still have them just in case. Cause you never really know and all that. But you mm -hmm. know, I get into moods where I want to throw stuff away and me and Jessica go yeah. back and forth all the time yeah, and yeah, I'll yeah. walk through the house and I'll be like, listen, we got to do something. I yeah. mean, we're buying too much crap. Yeah. I want to start throwing stuff away. Let's and so at some point she's going to come home and there's going to be a trash can full of plastic <laughs> Tupperware. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's fine to have that transitionary period where, like, you hang on to it because, you know, it, it's convenient to have and everything. Um, but then once you get, once you spend a few months or whatever, like, hey, man, these have been sitting, we haven't even touched them because mm -hmm. we now have enough glassware to cover us or whatever. Or even, like, you know, you want to get away from Teflon-coated pans and stuff like that, right? Yep. Like most people, I highly recommend get get off of Teflon pans. Learn how to cook on stainless. It's actually really simple. It, 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 you can actually cook 
better tasting food on them too. Um, and it's, it's just learning technique, but you don't have to go out and just, okay, I'm going to throw away all my Teflon stuff and I'm going to buy like all clad, like a thousand dollar pot and pan set. Like, no, but you know, Hey, what's the, what's the one pan that you use the most often? Maybe it's that 10 inch regular skillet. Like, okay, replace one. Right. And then over time. See, we started moving things to um, cast iron. Oh yeah. So we went to cast iron on a couple of different things. I went to Sam's and they had a uh, set in Sam's nice. that it, it's coated. It's enamel coated on the bottom. Yeah. But okay. that's, that. I mean, I don't think that's a big deal because no. you're not cooking with the bottom. So it doesn't, yeah. and it's enamel. Is oh, not, enamel coat, yeah. It's not even that We bad. have like the, the licorice, the, the licorice set. Yeah. Uh, a couple of those pans are. Right. Or, or, and those the, are all Dutch enamel oven. coated as yeah, well. So exactly. So we, we use those a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, and we used to never be that, but now it's funny because I'll wipe it out and, you know, kind of clean it up a little bit. And now it's like, I mean, you almost feel gross at the very beginning because you don't clean it with soap. Right. You, yeah. you just kind of wipe it out. And now I don't even clean it with water. Right. Like I just take, I just wipe I, it. Cause I cook with a lot of butter. So yeah. I'll throw a bunch of butter in there and then the butter will sit there if you left it overnight or whatever. And then all I do is turn the heat back on, mm-hmm. let it heat that butter right back up. And I yep. start wiping it out with paper towels and mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. It's ready to go for the next and time. Butter's and, fine. Anyway, we, we keep, we keep butter out on the counter. Yeah for weeks. Right. I mean, I I could honestly take that, heat it back up and use it again. Yeah. It wouldn't even matter. No, especially once you get it past a certain temperature too. Like if you're worried about any kind of bacteria, well, you can, there's, there's ways around that. You can can get that. And I I use gas as well. Like, so gas will get me, I'll get that thing up to about 500, 600 degrees in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, yeah, that's, it, it is a transformation and it's something that, you know, we're at a much lower level than you guys are. I mean, but it's still just baby steps. But but that's the thing, like the, everyone, everyone worth a damn always gives great advice about the whole, like, don't compare yourself to other people where sure. they are, like compare yourself to where you, where you are compared to yourself yesterday. Right. right. That's a big Jordan Peterson thing. Right. Yep. Like, okay. Same thing. Like, Hey man, a few months ago, like, I wasn't where the fuck we are now. Like right. we're, we're making these small incremental changes on this path to feeling better and just, you know, having less of an impact on the environment too. Sure. And, and also just like trying to spread the message to more people. I mean, if like, I, I feel, I feel good about you guys doing that. Right. I feel like I kind of, I, I didn't introduce you to it, but like it, it was an encouragement. It was a little shove. Did I shove you? No, 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 no. but it was, you know, I, I think. Hey, asshole. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I have the personality where if you come up with a good point, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that good point. Sure. And, yeah. you know, once you brought it up, I was like, I told Jessica, I was like, I mean, it, it's not going to hurt us to go to glass. I mean, right. it doesn't do anything. It was about time to get some new Tupperware anywhere anyway. And it was like, it doesn't really hurt us to go to glass. And, you know, we're, we were the type that would buy probably six cases of bottles of water every mm-hmm. week. <sighs> I mean, I went through water like crazy because you, you, when you're at the gym, you're doing this, mm-hmm. you're doing that. And, you know, I was stupid for not refilling them. I would some, but I would always yeah. end up taking two, three bottles with me. And anything I did, I was drinking a crap ton of it. I, every time yep. I went to fishing or anything like that, I'm drinking yeah, a whole yeah, case yeah. of water. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, st- different things like that. But um, especially when you're out there by yourself for five, six days, yeah, you can really go through some water, Oh yeah, you know, and some whiskey. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that we sat down and we kind of talked about it and it was like, I mean, we're not, it's not going to hurt. 
Right. Like what is it, what exactly could it have done negatively? Now, are we ever going to feel like the impacts of going from plastic Tupperware to glass? Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, not, not where I'm like, Oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Uh, But, but when you, when you throw that glass in there instead of plastic and you know that that plastic is being cooked next with your food. Yeah. Every single day as you're shoveling rice out of it into your mouth or whatever, you know, because I eat chicken and rice every single day. So I'm pushing that into my mouth every day. And then now it's glass and it doesn't make you feel like you're, you know, adding to the problem, adding to the problem. Yeah, Yeah, I would say. No, I think I think one of the hardest things to get people on board with is is things that with with a with delayed gratification, right? Like cuz that's really what the, all this is, right? Right. It's it's way more convenient to just buy the cheap plastic thing or whatever and just use that and and whatever buy, buy the cases of water and just right. keep doing that. Okay. Granted, yes, you're right. And if you switch, you're right. You're not going to feel any difference. Right. But you are lowering your chances of like getting cancer down the road or like dementia. Like there's all kinds of things that are tied to, you know, prolonged exposures to different things, whether it's, you know, radio waves or it's plastics or whatever the hell it is, you know, as we're here, like surrounded by right. <laughs> stuff like that. But nothing's but, on our lap. Yeah. You exactly. Know, like, nothing so, around yeah. the boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, things like that, you know, it's like, okay, well, what does it take? what does it take really to improve your odds later on? Sure. And, and, and I feel like most people, and I've been on this boat too, you know, you hear people tell you, well, you know, that's, that's bad for you later. You know, everyone's been young and dumb. Be like, yeah, I'll worry about that later. Right. Turns out you can't really worry about that later when mm-hmm. the damage is already done. Right. right. In You're your doing youth. it currently. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like, be a part of that message sure, and, and try to maybe reframe it in a way that is more palatable to the average person, because I can say this to a hippie and they'll be like, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well then I'm not going to keep talking about it in the same language that you would with someone who's already on that level. So that's, that's why like when we had our conversations about it, like I'm just trying, I'm, I'm Gary Veeing this shit. Like right. I'm just, I'm just going to talk to you the way I talk mm-hmm. and like, Hey man, I, I, I like the idea of living longer. Like it's not, not a big fucking, not a novel idea here. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, like I got kids, like I want to see them. I want to see like what's going to happen with their lives. Like sure. that's really interesting to me for obvious fucking reasons. Right. So I kind of want to be around for it, you know? So then you start looking at, okay, well, what can I do? reasonably to change my everyday behavior that can help that goal. Sure. And to be honest, it's not that much. Like you're saying, like it's not going to hurt you to switch from plastic to glass on your Tupperware or whatever. Like look, and and that's, that's one example of so many different things. Just like, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, like for anyone possibly listening, like I'm not saying you got to go out and do the glass thing. Like there's so many different things you can do. You know, like for example, um, you know, there, there, people disagree all the time. and like, okay, well the radiation from phones and 5g and whatever, like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biologist. I don't know anything about it, but would it hurt to carry this somewhere other than in my right pocket as close to my skin and body as I do? Right. So right now I, I've been using a fucking 
<laughs> I've been using a fanny pack, um, you know, and I keep it in there. It's a little bit more distance, but then I started thinking, okay, well they make, um, fabric that is, that is a shield to, to radio frequencies, right? It's a, like a complete like block out shield. It's a fabric. It's a very, very pliable thing. I'm like, well, what would it take to just like sew that into the inside part of my pocket, right? Or the backside of my fanny pack, right? Whatever it is to just shield that. Like, what would it take to do that? Hardly any effort. And then if it, you know, if it were to become like something that people actually cared about, like you could start seeing, could you make it into a sleeve that you could put your phone? They sell them as sleeves. sleeves. Okay. So I think that'd be a better idea. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's no way you're going to be able to get in. Well, the problem with the sleeve is that if you put it in a a fully enclosed sleeve, you won't receive anything either. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it blocks it that well. Like you won't even get a phone call. So that's Shit. why I'm saying like one side, just decide the side that protects yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway. So yeah, that, that's what I want to kind of like focus on and, 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 um, and, and kind of spread the word on is like, Hey, here's, here's some things that you can do for either for free or for very cheap, you know, like the cold showers. That's free, man. Everybody and their mother has a cold setting on their shower. Yeah. You know, and hey, while you're waiting for it to get warm. <laughs> just, just jump, go ahead and jump in there. Well, it's, it's actually better to do it after, after the hot shower, but, uh, oh, cause your body temperature is up and cause you want to, you want to end it with cold. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, but anyway, but just, just generally like, Hey, if, if just that the whole principle, if, if, if we can get more people to do a little bit, then that end result will be greater than if you can get a few people to do all of it. All of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Kind of the, the Walmart approach, you know, like we're, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not, we're not trying to um, sell all, you know, all the best stuff, but we're going to, we're going to market to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be able to come into this store. You know, oh yeah. And, so, and I think that there's, it's also like you said, the health, wellness, fitness, all of that does have a marketing issue. But, the, but I think the also, it's also the problem that the people that are buying into it the most, the ones that are actually going, the full fledged hippie, the full fledged like gym rat, gym rat that's yeah. wearing tank tops and and spaghetti string tank tops to the gym, and you know recording men looking in their general direction or whatever you want to do. Like the, the full, the people taking it, the full transformation from the get go Mm -hmm. is putting other people off, which I think is a lot of people's problem with religion as well. Yeah. Like you have these people who consider themselves huge Christians, but then all they do is judge other people for the things that they're doing. And and even in your own religion, it says to not judge folks. So I, I think that that's what puts people off a lot of the times. It's not really like it, it's almost like you get this, well, there is no discussion like mm-hmm. where you and I sat down. We had, I think we sat there for like three hours and had like a three hour discussion about this outside of uh, a local cafe here. And yeah. just, uh, you know, it wasn't like you were shaming me for not doing it already. It right. was more like, I mean, you didn't even care if I even tried it. I mean, it was a three hour conversation of you and I going back and forth and just kind of talking about everything. And then I don't think you even thought I was going to do anything with it. I, I didn't, I had zero expectation. Yeah. That, that, and that's, that's kind of the way that I'm, that I, that I want to approach this whole thing. Like, like if, if I could have it my way, there would be a, a sort of movement culturally of like, Hey, like, I'm just going to have this conversation 
Right. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I've been trying these things and it's been making my life better. Take it or leave it. And just having a conversation about, it. I'm not judging you on how you're living your life. You're not judging me on mine, but Hey, this stuff's been working for me. Like right. these cold showers, they worked for me. And now I, I went, I jumped up into the cold plunge, right. you know, like whatever waking up at the same time every day, seven days a week. That's helped me. Just help me start that routine, mm-hmm. you know. And, you go to and, bed at the same time as well. No, oh, you just wake I, up. At the same I time. want to, but yeah. I can't. It, yeah. It's just so impossible. Four kids, you know, like life is just life, right? But at least if I can start my day at the same time every day, like that's my marker. What is it? What time? Right now it's six, um, but we're we're I'm 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 bumping it earlier and earlier. Okay. Um, but I, I, I don't want to eat into too much of my sleep time because we tried it. We, we're pretty much in bed by like nine. Yeah. yeah I'm in bed by eight. Yeah. But it all depends. Like, I mean, mine's eight because of how early I get started. So, like, you know, last night I didn't, I was falling asleep on the couch by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Because, right. you know, the weekends I typically uh, try to stay up a little later for, yeah. with Jessica and everything. But the... Um, Waking up is different. Like my job doesn't even give me that option. Right. I mean, I guess I could, I could just start early as hell every single day. I mean, it would be like 3 a.m., 2 a.m. every single day. And I don't really know if I really want to do that, especially because not getting seven to eight hours of sleep is not healthy for you at all. So you're talking about me legitimately working until, you know, four or five o'clock at night and, you know, working 12 to 14 hours a day. And then, coming home, trying to get a workout in, and right. then legitimately just going to sleep yeah. after dinner, having 30 minutes a week, uh, 30 yeah. minutes a day with my wife. And that's not going to be healthy for a relationship. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid of cancer at 60, <laughs> but I'm also afraid of my wife murdering me in my sleep at <laughs> yeah. 31. So, exactly. you know, especially if I don't ever, or leaving. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 so I, I think that's a big deal as well. So you try to get eight hours. I, I yeah. normally sit around seven, six sometimes. I mean, and then there's days that I get two. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. last night I was, I went to bed at 1 a.m. and uh, got woken up from a work phone call at 3 a.m. and then uh, kept waking up after that because once you wake me up once, I'm kind of up. And oh, yeah. so I was up at four and up at five and up at six and. Mm-hmm. Up at seven and hit the gym. So, but that falls right in line with what I was saying, right? With the same thing with like, okay, I'm going to limit my plastic exposure at home because that way when I go out, I'm not so concerned about getting a little bit of plastic exposure out there, right? right. Okay. Same thing with sleep. Like, I'm going to try my best to get eight hours of sleep every day of the week. That way, for those onesie twosie days, mm-hmm. or like, you know, we're celebrating this thing on Friday and we're going to be out until two in the morning. Like, okay, fine. I'm going to get four hours of sleep that day because my ass is going to be up at 6 a.m. no matter what. Right. You know, and hopefully, you know, uh, I'm going to start probably like 530 is going to be a really good, a really good mark for me to, to kind of get my routine where I want it. But either way, like. Especially if you th- can do the plunge before six and have all of like do all of that and have it all knocked out before 6 a.m. Yeah, exactly. My, nice. my whole goal is like wake up at 530, like do my regular like bathroom routine, right? Brush my teeth or anything, blah, blah, blah. And then like immediately just jump in that cold plunge for a minute, go do my workout right away after the workout, go sit in that plunge for another 10. And then like my day is like on hyperdrive now. Like right. I have all the energy I have clarity. Cause now I've not only gotten out 
all like I've, 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 I've pumped myself full of endorphins from like getting that good pump in or whatever right. kind of exercise I'm doing. If it's a run or a lift or whatever it is, then I got to meditate in the cold plunge for 10 minutes. Like what a way to start the day. Right. I've, I've sat down. The other thing too is, uh, Christine and I, we have tea every single morning. Okay. Right? We sit outside and we get some, some early sunlight, you know, direct, direct sunlight, First thing in the morning, well, you know, around seven or so. So like by the time seven o'clock rolls around, like I'm on autopilot now. Like I, right. everything's, everything's clicking. My mind is right. I got clarity. I my, my body feel, I feel good. Cause I did something for me. Right. You know, that's another big thing too, right? Like take care of yourself first, get that out of the way. See, you know, now for you, I know it doesn't work because yeah. you can't. Mine's opposite. Yeah. yeah See, mine's yeah. all opposite. And I, I've got to do a better job of, you know, I leave my phone on mm-hmm. all the time. And because, right. you know, I'm getting phone calls. I mean, you see me going down on it a couple of times already. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I'm going to ask you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do a bad job of, and Jessica yells at me all the time about it. I'm on this whole thing. Everybody's going to think my wife's like an asshole. I mean, <laughs> she's, she's really not, nice. She's really not that bad. I mean, <laughs> but she's, uh, you know, she'll yell at me because I'll say like, gosh, man, these people just ruined my workout. Cause you know, it's hard to get out of that mode, yeah. kind of get back, take a work call as you're sitting in the gym. And mm. then, you know, no matter what time you're there, they're always calling you or whatever. And then it's hard to get back into that. And yeah. especially if you have to, I mean, there's been days where I've taken like, five, six, seven work calls at the gym and you're only there for a certain amount of time. By that time, you might as well just pack up and leave because you yeah. didn't get nothing done anyway. So, um, you know, uh, she t- keeps telling me like the business isn't going to burn down in an hour. Like put your phone away yep. and then call everybody back when they're done. And I'm like, you know what? Yep. You're not wrong. So started- I've got to do a better job about that. I-, I brought it with me today at the gym this morning and I didn't actually have a call or anything like that, but Starting on Monday, I'm going to try to put it in my bag, step away from it for an hour, Yep. go get a workout in, mm-hmm. work on myself. Yep. Because, you know, now I'm in uh, leadership courses. I'm in uh, a small group that we kind of sit around and talk about different kinds of leadership. I'm in a coaching program called Ezra. That is, uh, I have a coach that is dedicated for me that we're kind of talking and, and uh, you know, we got about 45 minutes a week and we just kind of nice. talk about different things about what's going on and different ways of thinking and just stuff like that. You know, I have a, uh, a hard time relinquishing control. Mm-hmm. So, and, and as a leader, that's not a good thing. Right. Because you're not going to be able to run the entire business by yourself. Delegation so, is the key. To, right. Yeah. And, but to me, it wasn't necessarily controlling every aspect. It was more along the lines of, I, I want to make sure that other people's lanes are cleared. Right. I don't want them to feel that they can't get their job done because of something that I have put right. as a barrier in front Roadblock. of them. Yeah. So I'm moving those barriers, but all it does is put more on me. And the right. difference is I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I work 16, 18, 20 hours a day. It doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. but the, di- but the problem is, is are they getting better? Cause right. that's the big thing as a leader. Like, uh, are yeah. they getting out of, are they getting uh, better every day based on the things that you're giving them? And right now I would have to say, no, I'm working on that. And now I'm changing and I've, I've, that's been brought to my attention. And now I'm, I'm backpedaling yep. kind of going, okay, well, I thought I was kind of give you know, le- removing barriers, but really I'm just stunting growth. Right. You know, the way that I got to the position that I'm in is because 
nobody put the, pulled those barriers out. Right. So who had to work? I had to hurdle them. Right. I had to put the work in, but that made me be the person I am. Now, mm-hmm. every person's different, yeah. you know? So uh, there may be people that I still do need to pull those barriers out and do those things right. because they don't feel the future is going to be leading them into that certain role. Sure. But it's one of those things that I just, once you start to, to lead into that and start to realize, I mean, maybe these things are, things that you could change. And, and, and it's all, like I said before, it's a process. It's a transformation. I'm not going to be the leader, the servant leader that I want to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a process of getting there. Right. So if you're not working on yourself, if you're not going to the gym, if you're not uh, trying to get yourself into better shape or, and I'm not saying going to the gym, but like doing something that's sure. healthy, walking, doing something that's, and then making a mindful choice of when you're looking through the grocery store and instead of grabbing a pack of Oreos, you grab, or, or not even Oreos, not even like snacks like that, but grabbing, you know, Cheez-Its that are less fat, right? right. Just making that little thing or, you know, or baked chips rather than fried chips or, or what it's something like along those lines of getting chips that are less fattening or less this, or, and instead of when you get to the grocery, till you get to the register and you got your kids with you and they all want candy bars, just saying no and giving them an apple or something along those lines of making them make those decisions on. Mm -hmm. No, we're not doing that. This is what we do. Cause later in life, that's going to be a heck of a lot easier to come over, you know, get past if they, if they understand like, no, we eat apples for snacks here. Dude. Just like your kids, they're eating mangoes. Yeah. I mean, dude, that, that, me, you know. Let me tell you something, dude. Oh, how much time we got? Not much. Ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to steal some of your water here. Go, go for it, yeah. I don't want to. You're not going to drink as much of this water. It's really <laughs> good for you. But, I mean, it tastes so good. <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of this water. So, oh, man. All right. I won't, I won't dive into it, but, but no, I, I like what you're saying. And it's, it's very, um, like what you're saying about trying to allow for your subordinates to, to teach themselves the things that you've taught yourself over right. time and everything. That, that's, that's very, that's very much on the same page of the problem that a lot of people have in parenting and ev- everybody's guilty of it. You know, you spend a lot of effort trying to give your kids the life that you never had and yep. like not have the problems that you had growing up and all that, that you forget along the way to, to give them those lessons that you learned, you know, the and reason you're in the position you are is because you struggled exactly or because your parents struggled. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. Jessica and I made, had a disagreed when we, when we were younger when, cause we've been together since I was 18 mm-hmm. and she was 19 and it was, the same way, like she grew up, not that they were rich or anything like that, but they, they grew up, they had money they that she was taken care of and everything else. Not that I wasn't, but mm-hmm. we didn't grow up with all that. We had ramen noodle nights. I yep. mean, where that's all we had and it wasn't by choice. You know, that was, that was legitimately it. And it was two, there was four of us and we had two packs of ramen noodles, yep. but I remember those. And that's ex- ex- exactly why Jessica said she'll, she just texted me a little bit ago talking about luggage. You know, yeah. and I'm the type we have luggage. Like there's no, we don't need any more <laughs> yeah. luggage, but she found a good deal. Right. Some of our luggage is starting to fall apart, but mm. me, I'm like, no, right. you know, I'm like, I, now I think she did buy it because it's, I didn't say no, obviously, right. but she's, you know, there was a, there was a difference there. Right. Like that, uh, money was, but 
she doesn't know where to, at the beginning, she didn't know where to go because mm-hmm. she didn't have to worry about those things. Right. I was worried about the future. I was worried that I was going to be 65 years old and have like retirement. What What is that? Right. So my goal is to retire at 55. Right. And I'm going to put the work in mm-hmm. and make sure that we have the money put back to where we can retire sure. at 55 years old. Now, if, we, if I want to work at 60, okay. Sure. But I want that to be a choice, right. not a necessity. Mm-hmm. And But I would never be in that position if I did not know and didn't remember the struggles that my parents went through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if you were to do you know, the old adage about, fair weather never made a good sailor, you know, and uh-huh. it's totally true. Like if you, if you were renting a sailboat, you know, and you had a, and you had a captain, you had to pick your captains, you know, and you had the guy that's never had, like, he's just, he just learned in the bay and he's always sailing the bay and he's good to go. And then, you know, when storm rolls in, he just docks the boat and never goes out. Like yep. you want that guy or you got, you want that old crusty dude that's been through some shit mm-hmm. and he's freaking taking the storm head on and, and survived, you know, to, to tell the tale, you know, like, I'll take that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what? He's going to be just as good. in when it's not, uh, when, when you're not running into that weather, yeah, he may be a little crustier, like you said, but I mean, he's going to be good when it's, when you're not running into the weather, but when you run into some shit, Mm -hmm. that's when you want somebody who's experienced. And, you know, I I think that, uh, right now the leadership part has been like something that's been a huge part of my life right now. It's, it's, uh, and I think you and I have talked about it, like the change that I've seen in myself over the last year and a half to two years has been drastic. Yeah. Like, cause I've really embodied that full fledged. Like, I mean, and what's funny it was it was something that somebody said to me at one point, I was perfectly content being who I was. I'm, oh, I'm never going to move. I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to sure. ride this thing out. This is who I am. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. You're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, we sit there and then uh, they come for a visit and tell me like, Oh, you're going to be in this next position like within a year. And I'm like, man, I got a lot to work on before I like quadruple my business. You know, I I've got a lot of stuff I need to work on before that happens. And so I started to think about different ways of, you know, I already have all these relationships. So I'm about to join 40 other people that, that I don't have the relationship with. So I need yeah. to be able to better myself and, and control situations and control my temper. Cause my temper was always <laughs> the thing that put me what? down. Yeah. No <laughs> so, you know, once I, and I'm not saying I have it under control all the way now, but mm-hmm. better. Oh yeah. Considerably. Yeah. No, I, I can see it. Yeah. Like, considerably day to day. Yeah. I don't, I don't get mad like I used to. I mean, you know, if you cut me off in traffic, I may throw my hand up, but I okay. used to yell at folks. That, I don't, that I have not gotten under control yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> like Christine says it all the time. Like I've since December, since that trip to the, to the river, I've, I've made a lot of transformations. Not that I've one. been so patient. I've been the most patient parent I've ever fucking been. Yep. Cut me off. And it's funny because you gathered that you went to the river, you brought Massimo and this, it was the trip before that, that really, or no, it was that it was trip, that, that trip. trip. Yeah. So, but you know, my dad has a different kinds of parent parenting style. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you see my dad react with my nephew. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not exactly favorable. <laughs> I mean, not, not that it was bad or anything. Nothing it was just, yeah, yeah, nothing like that, but it was, uh, just more strict. I'll say it like sure. that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
And then you gather that you you get patience out of it. I mean, down there, I mean, yeah, you get patience and stuff like that. But every time I go down there, and you know, I've been down there by myself, and it, it just there, I just started reading books. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just there's something about lonesome mm-hmm. that is, and not forever. That's not what I'm getting at. No, no, but no. like just going, especially going and finding something that you love, which is being outside. Obviously mm-hmm. you and I have that in common. And I sat in that outside on that porch on that houseboat and just, I, I mean, I, I hadn't read a book in forever, dude. Right, yeah. no, I mean, I've read some le- leadership books and some different things like that, but nothing. And I've read some military books and different things like that, just because it things that interest me, those are the books that I read. But nothing quite like that. And never that many pages in less than four days. You know, right. I had never really finished a book like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just so invested and intrigued and, you know, but it was there was something about reading three, four chapters, sitting there, you know, drinking a couple of glasses of whiskey and just kind of, oh, hang on. I'm going to have to go back one more page and reread that because <laughs> I was enjoying that whiskey just a little, a little too yeah. much. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those that you just kind of, you just sit out there and you just watch the water move and you just, like, you you just, you almost feel so small. Yeah. Like as of right now, we're talking about the the impact that we're having on the world right. and how you can make things different by making simple decisions just to kind of track it just into a different, a little bit different, mm-hmm. just a little bit different. Yep. And that doesn't matter if you believe in uh, global warming or climate change. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you can make things just a little different. Just a little bit, especially if you have kids or if you have a family or whatever, if there's, if, like you said, you can kill your own food or you can go get your own fish or you can do this, do that. Maybe eat a little less meat, only vegetables sometimes, stuff like that, just to make everything just a little bit more sustainable, really for yourself, if anything, or your immediate family, not even, not even like, oh, the future generations. who gives a shit about them? I'm talking about like, you can make those changes in your life now and feel them at 40. You know, so, but you go down there and you find those things that you love and, you know, there was something, there's something about being in a place that you could take one step off and drown or be, be, uh, like halfway down the river. Cause the, the, the current is running so fast and yeah. you know, the woods sleeping outside and, you know, sleeping in that hammock and just hearing leaves crunching because you know those leaves are big oh, down yeah. there you, it oh, sounds yeah. like somebody's walking but nobody's walking and they're just falling out of the trees mm-hmm. but uh you know it's just something about it that just makes you feel so small yeah and then you start to realize like you know what i mean it, these this is what i'm trying to protect right so that my kid gets to see this or my nephew because mm-hmm. right now i don't have kids but you know my nephew can see this can when when I'm my dad's age, and let's say I don't have kids, hopefully I do, hopefully me and Jessica have a kid, but when I'm my dad's age and my nephew Michael is is run, is in my position at 30, walking around with me, maybe with a kid or something like that, Jeez, yeah. that's the things that you're like, you know, I want to be able to share that with him, like, you know, or a kid that we, that Jessica and I have, and it's... Sure. You just feel when you're sitting there, you just feel so small. Yeah. You know, you, you've seen a million 
you've seen a million sunrises and sunsets. You've seen a million of them. I mean, every single day, you just, whatever. Not literally. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you, you see you see them all the time, and, you know, Jessica will send me pictures of sunrises, or sunsets, you know, see. Yeah. Jessica ain't seeing no sunrise. Uh, you know, but I see them both, you know, because I'm right. up so early. Yeah. So uh, seeing a sunrise, to me, is way better. A, a sunrise is so nice compared to a sunset. Now, you'll yeah. get some good sunsets if sure. you got the right clouds and stuff like that. But a sunrise, I mean, there ain't nothing like a like the uh, the the sun in the morning. Like you said, out there at 7 o'clock, that sun feels different. It yeah. looks different. Everything's shining. It, you don't even have to squint. Everything is just... I mean, just the symbolism of it. Yeah. You know, like it's the start of it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So This is how we're going to begin. Exactly. But... You know, you sit out there and it's just, it's no different than what you would get here. Right. But then you're, when you're in nature and you're away from this huge house and you're away from horns honking and you're away from all, every, you're away from other people. Yeah. And you just feel alone. And I think, I think there's, a, there's something to be said about the fact that, you know, we are humans are such social creatures, right? And it's by, by design or not by, 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 you know, evolutionary necessity, right? Because you, you stick a bunch of humans out in the wild, in the real wild. We're fucked. Yeah. Oh we're God. fucked. Especially your average human. Your yeah. average human being is completely fucked in the wild. So yeah. like the only way that we were able to survive as long as we have is because we had to work together. Mm-hmm. So by necessity, we became social creatures. Right. And, and, you know, with that came everything else with the different, you know, hierarchies of, of, of status and everything else. Right. So when you remove yourself from that and put yourself in this lonesome state, you know, like there's people that, you know, that, you know, like, like Christine is a, uh, you know, she, she's more of a loner. Like she, she's perfectly happy being alone. Right. But even the loner has their limits. Oh yeah. You know, you can't be alone forever. Right. You know, literally like you will go inside. I mean, one of the cruelest type of punishments you can do to someone is solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's like torture yep. to be alone in the darkness for an extended period of time. Now yep. a short period can be life changingly good, you know, three hours with, you know, all sensory deprivation completely alone. Like that could be a mind altering, like, revealing experience especially but, as it's you start because it gives you things to think about yeah like you're thinking about things that you're that you would normally because no, most people are like this the whole time i mean <laughs> i've already looked at my phone a million times already you know yeah asshole uh, I know, i'm sorry but you know but once you get out there and you turn your phone off or you go somewhere that has no phone ser- service whatsoever yeah. which is the case there pretty much mm-hmm. so you sit down and and you don't have that and now you get, you have to just enjoy it all by yourself. And, you know, I can see where at a long period of time, you're going to end up going nuts. Yeah. But at that time you're, I was calling Jessica. I was, when I was down there for that whole week, I was calling Jessica like with just, just out of this world questions. Not that yeah. I was trying to like change, like, Oh, gravity. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah it wasn't yeah, yeah. Neil Tyson, whatever his name is. <laughs> Neil, De- DeGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I wasn't, doing that kind of stuff. But what I was doing was just coming up with ideas of different ways that her and I should be living. Right. You know, yes. it was stuff like, I mean, this, I was like, listen, I mean, I mean, I want to do this more. I want to come out here. I want to have, you know, she's always wanting to go overseas, which is great. It's fun. It's, we always have a blast. We're going on our 11th trip in two weeks. So, <laughs> hey, awesome. so I mean, that stuff is all fun, but 
there's something about that small trip just to the river. Yeah. To somewhere, not even the river, just somewhere or a river, yeah. you know, any kind of bottle body Anywhere of water. Because, in nature with yeah. no man-made structures. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just something about, cause I, I think it's all, you know, we went to a, um, it's called Cherry Log, Georgia. And we went there for my birthday one year and it was, it snowed a little bit. It was awesome. It was up in the top of the mountains. It was nice. fantastic, man. It was, and I was fly fishing. <sighs> Didn't catch a damn thing. Doesn't matter. But the water was so high because the snow had really melted and uh, come down a lot. So the water was flowing, nice flowing, but I was up at five o'clock in the morning, four in the morning. And it, I, I walked outside and there, it was, um, what? Eight degrees, 12 degrees, 12 degrees. And I was out there fly fishing. And as I'm fly fishing, the, uh, ice from the water is forming around my eyes on my fly rod. So yeah. I'm having to break off the ice as I'm trying to fly fish. You only get a few yeah. casts and then you're breaking the, the, the ice off. But there's something about as you sit there and you watch it and your brain's just going wild, you're just kind of casting away. I did get two bites by the way. And I, <laughs> I didn't get completely skunked, but it was a hard place because there was a bunch of trees everywhere and to fly fish. So many excuses. I know I'm, I did see a fish. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. He was right next to the bank. What an and fell off. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh, if we had to eat out there, I was done. I was screwed. <laughs> but we, um, it, it was, there was something about watching that water rush so fast. And then there were rocks under there that I never even saw because the water was so high. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days in, the water came down some and all of a sudden you can see these rocks, but when you're down there and you're by yourself and there's nobody around and you know, she was down there, but she wasn't really fishing with me. She was up in the, in the cabin and, and, but you start to just think like, it's just little things that you start to see that you're just, you, you almost feel like the rock, right? Like sometimes shit gets tough. Everything's over your head, but how do you react? Do you break apart? Or do you just hold firm and then shit's going to come back down? It always does. So, you know, you start to think about things like that. You start to think, well, I mean, what if we had something like this? Like, what do I need to do to change in my life to save a little money to buy something like this, to be able to enjoy this as much as we want? And you and I have had that discussion, trying to buy a a piece of property somewhere and go in on it together and and just hang out. And I mean... You know, you and I could, I feel like you and I could get there, even though we haven't stopped talking for two and a half hours, <laughs> but I feel like you and I could go somewhere and legitimately have the best trip without even saying a word to each other. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just with looks like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, I mean, it, it is. Or like just minimal words, like steaks. Yeah, exactly. Steaks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. It, it's, Hell yeah. but we got to plan that trip. Yeah. got to go back. Yeah, I I think that that's the um, I think that's the number my number one focus that if if I if I were to if I were to have one singular message to give to people that I think would would help the most out of everything else you know it's not the plastic it's not the water it's not the food it's not everything you we ha- we're, we're losing grasp of what makes us human everyone is I did it. You do it. Everybody does it. And technology, especially now with AI, robotics, energy, all this stuff, it's going to take over. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. And we, we, we can, we, there's a fork in the road right now. 
we can either go down like, hey, this stuff can help us achieve utopia, or we can end up like the fat bastards on Wally. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Where they're just stuck <laughs> on that chair, like, feed me, uh, mm, straw. You know, like, you know, we can go there or we can go to utopia. So, like, right. I think that the, the number one way to go down the good path is to not lose what makes us human and to ground ourselves back into nature on a regular basis. I'm not saying throw away your phone, throw away your computer, you know, go live in a hut. Obviously no. we don't want you to do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, on a regular basis, and it's going to depend on the person, how often that is for you, whether it's once a week, once a month, once a year, disconnect completely mm-hmm. and just reground yourself because with that rock analogy, oh, what if I was like the rock? No, here's the thing. You are the rock. The rock. Exactly. You are the rock. You are this desk. Mm-hmm. You are this house. You are that tree. You are that pig that you shot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all are all of these Took things. That right? heart, didn't we, you? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty rough, man. Yeah. But you know, like we, we're like, as she had plenty of other this babies. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Unless she, was, unless she was one of the ones that dad shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's end this episode. No, I'm just <laughs> and on that note, but no. And you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very, you know, hippy dippy message, but you know, we really are like, we're all a part of this one floating rock, you know, and there's really so little that separates us from everything else, from that leaf on that tree to that, you know, that rock in that river, like, there's really so little different. Like we're all, we're all in the same place here. We're all going to end up in the dirt, you know, and something else is going to grow out of it. Like it really is that kind of interconnectivity. So we have to find that intentionally more often, more people do. There's plenty of people that do already. You're great at it, right? You have a place, you have a sanctuary you can go <laughs> right. to. And disappear. I don't have like a, a, a spot that I can just disappear to on my own like that. So right. I have to like consciously like. You got a truck now. You can come pick up the boat. Hell yeah. Come grab that boat. Oh, dude. I mean, you send me a text. You can, I got keys for it. You go. It's Get on record. Yeah, it's on can, record. You can take it. You're just fixing it if you break it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good with boats. Yeah. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that that's that's the one thing that can enlighten more people, oh, and yeah. just to just to kind of set step back and even you know, if it's okay, going to the beach, yeah, sure. I mean, everybody has their own sanctuary. Yeah, because I think I think the number one thing is that people get wrapped up in modern life because you know it's it's alluring and it's convenient and it's all of these these things that make it just so satisfying to just like oh well I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna sleep in today and just like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you lose every time you make one of those convenient decisions, you're losing sight of what is really important and what is, what is really worth experiencing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, when you do go to the river on your own, you go to the nature on your own, you, you start to really realize like, you know what? Like this shit's beautiful, man. Like I can literally sit here and stare at this tree and watch these leaves flutter. And that's, as entertaining, if not better and more rewarding than watching an hour long, you know, stream of YouTube videos or that, whatever it is that AI has put in front of you too, because yeah. it knows exactly what you enjoy. Yep. You know, and it's funny because you brought that up with the leaves and stuff. 
be with um, like a fire. You know, some people that's their bliss. Like take a fire outside. Even you don't even have to go anywhere. You can have that fire outside. And you know, the thing I like the, about the river the most is there's no light pollution. Oh, yeah. So like I'll get on my boat and I did it a couple of times while I was out there that I'll get out there and I'll just take off a little bit, get away from the houseboat. Cause you know, I got some lights on the houseboat and I'll, and well, there's the houseboat across the way, the, the river yeah. has those like solar just powered lights. Yeah, too, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll get away from all of that and then I'll just turn my boat off and, and sit there just drift. and just look, look up. Yeah. That's it. But you know, you'll see, a, you, you we'll start a fire out back up on the hill and, and then you look up and watch all the energy coming from the fire and all, you know, uh, coming through and it's moving all the leaves up top. Yep. And then you just take a look up and you see all the stars and everything else. And you just, it's those, those are the things that just make you feel so small. Yeah. Like, and, and to me, it's always made it, you know, are, am I really here to be this person who sells or does this or does that? Is that really what you're here for? Right. I don't know. I mean, you know, even if you're a religious person or not, I mean, you don't really know what you're here for until you find it. And to me, you know, I, I think that I'm, I don't know what job I'm supposed to do. I don't right. know if it's the job I'm currently in. I, I think I'm pretty decent at it. I think, I, I mean, I want to be a better leader. I want people to look up to me and be able to, uh, me show them the way to becoming a better person and stuff like that. But I, I think. I mean, just enjoying nature and, yeah. and, um, buying that piece of property in Montana Oh, yeah. <laughs> and being that person that just, I just want to go and yeah. look, that's it. You know, everybody makes fun of me because I, I made, uh, one, obviously I've said some words here, even on this podcast <laughs> wrong, but I accidentally said, uh, I like birds, but I said buds. 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 I like, I like buds. And, uh, it just came out that way. I don't know. Tongue got in the way. I don't know. But over the last, like, I don't know, five years or so birds have been like huge in my life. Like I just, every, anytime I see a bird, like I almost pull over mm -hmm. to just watch, like, not like a vulture or anything like that, but like any kind of hawk. Yeah. And cause you see vultures everywhere and all they're doing is circle and they're just looking for food, whatever. But, uh, like my favorite bird is a crow. Okay. And the main reason is because I feel like they sit on the sides of roads and just talk shit to cars. That's the main reason <laughs> I like crows. <laughs> so deep. Yeah. No, I mean, they just, they're in the middle of the road. Then they jump to the other side and they get, they look like they get pissed at you for driving down shit. the road and they're just talking shit. That's what I think a crow is doing. I mean, if it's doing anything else, I'm kind of upset and I don't want anybody to tell me. <laughs> so I just think they talk shit to cars. Um, Cause like I used to do when I was a kid, like you just sit there and you <laughs> But, you know, uh, birds are just... Something. I thought something profound was no. coming out of this crow analogy nope. here. Nope, not even a little bit. No, nope. just, talking uh, just, just talking shit. That's right. it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I have a... Uh, this is oh, a raven. Yeah. It's a raven. Hey, yeah. It's not Come a crow. It's a raven. Is it a three-eyed raven? Yeah, yeah. But, no, I, I you know, I, I think the biggest thing is is just find, finding your bliss, finding whatever yeah. it is, and... And the, that's the hardest part too. You know, it's not just that easy mm -hmm. and it, and it may change. Yep. I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Like even just with this, like I, I feel like what, what, what's calling, what really calls to me often is just this right here. Conversations. Right. I love talking to people. I love talking, but I also like listening 
and just absorbing as much experience as I can. You know what right. I mean? Because like I, I can only live my one life. So, you know, I'm limited. You know, I have one lifetime to live. But if I absorb your experience through your conversations, or, right? you know, when you read a book, that's what you're doing. Like when you read someone's book, whether it's their biography or maybe just whatever wisdom that they're trying to, like they took the time to write it in a book, mm -hmm. right? You're literally gaining experience that you could have never had with your own limited lifetime. Right. So that's what I want to gain. I want to talk to as many people as I can. I want to learn as much as I can. And I want to hopefully spread a, a decent enough message that, that can manifest itself into a, a, a you know, a, Going down footprint. Yeah, going down that, that better path. Yeah. That's it. I like it. I like it. Well, I think that's a great way to end. I, th I, th I think so, too. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for being my first guest. Always. This is hopefully going to be awesome, and I hope that you will be uh, a, a very common guest. A hundred percent. Yes. I don't live that far. <laughs> so, right. yes, for now. Awesome. Well, oh. Thank you very much. <laughs>